I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. I got my pockets full of dreams and they're busting at the seams going. Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse. This is a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that make us all feel encouraged. Want to hear what makes these women passionate to get up in the morning or what maybe they wish they'd known a little bit earlier in their lives? Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. Welcome. Today I have a special guest, Kay Bryant, and we are going to discover all kinds of things about Kay. She is a young lady who is friends with one of my daughters, and um, they're a little more than friends in the fact that they compete against one another in their sport. So, um, or I don't know if it's against one another or if they're on the same team, but you can kind of go down that. Welcome, Kay. Hi, thank you for having me. I am delighted to have you and um, and excited to find out more about you. And let's start off with um, your your name is Kay Bryant, but there's more to your name. So tell me yes. about that. Um, Kay is my nickname since um, not a lot of people can pronounce my name right. And I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> to explain how to um, pronounce it every single time. So my real name is Kaori. It's a Japanese name, but I, I just let people um, call me Kay. It's just make it easy. It works. It works. Well, yeah. um, Kay, if somebody were to ask you today who you are, who you are both professionally and personally, what would be your answer? Mm, I'm definitely a mom, mom of three different um age groups so um my life is uh, filled with that every day and i also um do a translation work so that's one of the thing i enjoy doing and um i guess i i can say that um i practice jujitsu fell in love with jujitsu so practitioner of jujitsu i guess okay well that that's pretty big world right there um so with yeah. children, you you have different ages. So all under age of ten, or or how how old? Um, what's the range? Fifteen, ten, and seven. Okay, so you've got yeah. a a driving teenager, or one who's you learning to drive. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So so that's a lot. Well, one of the first things that kind of strikes me is practicing jujitsu takes a lot of time but yet you have kids that take a lot of time because I, th- I think those age groups take as much, if not more sometimes than a toddler. Um, at least you know where your toddler is all the time and, and you're having to run the activities. So, so how do you, how do you find that kind of time and dedication and why do you, why are you involved in jujitsu? Um, it's a pretty long story. 
Um, I used to be just a stay-at-home mom and very chubby in a, in my for my height and stuff. And very insecure, just stay in the house and being the mom was everything. But um, then I kind of went into um, very dark time, <laughs> um, developed depression, anxiety, and once I came back from it, I learned to, um, it's okay to take time for myself. So I, I do really structure my day hour by hour to make sure I will have my time for myself. Otherwise, I, my personality will not let me put something before my kids. So that's how I structure my days and make sure I do something for myself. You know, I think that's a struggle a lot of moms have um, where, you know, you, you put your, your kids in front, your kids in front, your kids in front, and it's not a bad thing, but it also can be a dangerous thing. And it sounds like you kind of walked that danger zone right there. So, so going into depression, is it something that you, um, recognized on your own or or did you just kind of one day hit um, a bottom or, or what happened there it was really subtle it came in really subtle you know i didn't notice that for a long time but um i was involved in a church before and then when i went to the kind of retreat kind of thing and then i realized oh there's something wrong with me right now <laughs> and I decided to go to therapies and I'm really open about my um, journey because a lot of people are ashamed of it but you got to take care of your mind just like your body and everything so I am pretty open about it um so yeah it, it, there's a lot of shame to it there's a lot of um people close close off and you know we're all about talking about something physical that you can see touch and and put in a box but but it's the mental health and we have such high expectations of young moms so i i applaud you in in talking about it because i think a lot of the listeners that i have would would genuinely benefit from from hearing um about your journey so so you go on the retreat and then you come back and you decide you're going to do something did you walk straight right. into the gym? No, not not quite. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I, I really needed to fix my head first because um, um, after long, long time of speaking with my husband and lots of crying and talk to mentor, therapist and everything, I really realized that I was a good mom cooking, cleaning, doing things for them, crafting and stuff. But I really realized that I was not a healthy mom in the head. So then when you develop depression, the weight gain is one of the the sign or the, the symptom that some people have. And that's what I experienced. And it, it really shunned the house, like the house environment got dark and something wasn't really right. 
And um, I have a second child have um, ADHD, so he's very, very sensitive. And I realized that I'm affecting him a lot. And my oldest one is really smart. So he was trying to, um, not to say anything, but he, his um, rebellious behavior showed that something is lacking, you know? So um, I, I did work on my mind first before my physical because I, honestly, I, I couldn't even think of that yet. I, I really wanted to um, fix my mind first yeah, back then, I, I really was thinking like everything I'm doing is wrong. Everybody don't like me. You know, all that dark darkness was surrounding me. So I couldn't even think of that. Um, fix my body and go to the gym and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying, though, could have actually just loaded more on top. Um, the pressure of not feeling like you were doing the right thing for the middle child and then the pressure of that older child, you know, kind of doing a little bit of mommy mentoring a little bit. Um, and I mean, so, I mean, that, that took a great deal of strength. So where'd you reach to get that strength? Um, it, well, church environment, the, the retreat that I went to, the team of, uh, of the retreat was, they, they were so amazing. And I was um, gifted to sing. So um, singing worship songs and stuff like that, it, it really helped me to release something out of me. And through music, I learned that being different is okay. It's actually good. <laughs> um, and where I'm from in, in Japan is being normal is absolutely uh, like, amazing being normal great being different is not so great like that's the cultural thing have a lot to do with it so um for me to accept myself for being different that was really huge um improvement improvement for me and to accept myself for who i am being different being weird you know all that stuff that uh, I, I accept myself, no, express myself through music and I learn to um, be okay yeah. through music. Well, okay, that's interesting. When did you come to this country? Have you been here as a, an adult or, or did you come as a child? Um, my husband served in the military. So before we come to Georgia, we lived in England. So we came to Georgia seven years ago. And this is, Warner Robins is the only city I've ever lived in America. Really? Well, yes. that's interesting. But have you yes, traveled? Um, I have been to, um, visited some places. I've been to Los Angeles, New York, um, Tennessee, I think, and Florida, but never like actually lived anywhere. Yeah. But wow. Well, it, it's different, but it's a little bit of a melting pot. I live close to uh, Montgomery, Alabama, and we have an Air Force base here. And so 
you know, you wind up having, um, I, I wind up having experiences with people from all over the world because they're all coming here. And one thing about mm-hmm. military is they put roots down very quickly, hang pictures on the wall immediately because they're not here very long, um, especially in our area because we're, we have a school. And so a lot of times they're here for nine, 11 months. So um, it will being military can also kind of compact those loneliness feelings and being different. Oh, absolutely. And being different, um, you know, here we kind of accentuate the differences for people and in some circles it's fine and some it's not. And, but, but you really are going down a different path because there are not a tremendous number of women in jiu-jitsu, but especially in competition. And you go right. into a gym that there's not a lot of women that you are able to even practice with. And so what led you into that world? <laughs> um, so when I, so first I, I started lifting weight. That, that's how I lost all the weight. And after I lost all the weight and started feeling really good about myself and I actually love how I look and things like that. And I kind of wanted to try something I wanted to try for a long time. So my son, middle one, um, practiced jujitsu for a long time. And um, when I was in high school, I asked my parents if I can do karate but they said like, oh, it's for boys. You can't do that. You're going to get scarred and not be able to marry, yada, yada, yada. And they did not allow me to do any martial arts. So that desire kind of, I put it on my middle son. <laughs> and then he, he actually enjoyed it. So I, I'm really glad that. And he is so good at it. Um, so yeah, after I lost all the weight and I kind of felt good and gain confident enough to kind of try something that I wanted to do 20 years ago. Yeah. That's how I started. <laughs> well, when you say that, um, Becca has had some international friends and, um, and I remember one of them talking very much about her parents and scarring and, you know, if she did had any blemishes and, and it was a huge deal. And for me, yeah. I just have looked at my kids all along and gone, uh, I mean, I, I, literally they've had broken bones and stitches and all that. And we just are glad that they still have, have all their limbs and, and body parts, you know, <laughs> but so that, that's a big cultural leap for you. Oh, absolutely. I didn't tell them for a while. I was going to ask, do they know? They know now, but my mom said she can't watch me um, fighting with other people because she would be really scared that I would get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like the first time that you um, went out on the mat? Um, for the lesson, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was in heaven. I loved every single moment of it, and I just could not believe I'm doing jujitsu. I was so happy. Yeah. All right. Now for the listeners, some of them, well, a lot will know about jujitsu just because I'm sure I've talked about it on a lot of podcasts, but 
tell me what jujitsu is through your interpretation. Ooh, jujitsu is the ultimate martial art to me. It's the beast. I love it. You feel physically strong and mentally strong. And it, it's just something to do. Like, it, it's so weird, but it's so empowering for me. Like, as a sm I'm only five feet tall and very small Asian women. And in the past, I had an interaction with men that, you know, they pushed me on the wall or some, some, some sort of interaction, altercation, I would say. Um, and I couldn't do anything then. But now I do, <laughs> you know, that's, that's some, something to do with the head. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to let those people like toss me around anymore sort of kind of feeling. So yeah, jujitsu, I love it. Well, you know, that's interesting because I hear a lot of, of practitioners of jujitsu and MMA talk about how it spills into the air, other areas of their life. So do you find that? Does it impact other areas? And if so, what and, and how? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm in a small, small city. And even if it's a military city, there's still a lot. Um, I do encounter racial, some kind of thing, and um, sadly. And I used to feel really discouraged about it or feel sad about it. But now, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's right or wrong, you be the judge, but I'm just look at them like, I mean, if you want to take it to the mat, I will, <laughs> you know, not to be like, I don't feel victimized anymore, like feel sad and all of that because of what they say. So I don't know if it's a good thing or. <laughs> well, you know, even if you don't say that, it comes right. <laughs> out through through your posture, through how you um, can even hold a conversation, because you know you know where it, it can go. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, here this is a mom who's um, who's got a teen teen and then preteens and kid, um, and <laughs> that's your thought process. Is that the thought process that you would want them to have? Well, so the interesting thing is that my second one who practiced jujitsu doesn't think that way at all. He is so nice and he's the genuine mind person. And he used to be teased at school. Like he was physically punched on his face and stuff. And um, he was already doing jujitsu then, but he never said that. I'm doing jujitsu, I can beat you up or anything like that. And he didn't even like do anything back to that person because he knew he's so strong. If he do something that he could really hurt him. Yeah. But then the moment um, that he brought the gold medal from the tournament, people stopped messing with him. So then he, yeah, he, he's smarter than me. He just showing an attitude. <laughs> Not not until he brought the gold medal, and then you know, I am this strong. If you you know, I'm not gonna do nothing back to you, but you will see if yeah. you mess with me again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of interesting because um, 
again, it's, it's a sport that there's so much that's internalized. I don't know that I've seen another sport quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was lifting weight. So that, you know, I was cross doing CrossFit and doing the lifting and stuff. So that's a sport as well, but jujitsu is poking your ego constantly. It's an inner battle within and I never felt it the way the jujitsu makes me feel. Yeah. Go into that a little more with me. Um, poking within what do you mean yeah. i mean who wants to sign up for that every night i mean that <laughs> <laughs> i like to go home feeling good um right. and accomplished but that doesn't sound like that's the exactly oh, not what's every day. no not every day is a victory in jiu-jitsu absolutely not and there i i, I think about it a lot too why jiu-jitsu makes me this way me, makes me feel this way it's i guess it's something to do with you actually physically defeated by someone who is bigger and heavier and male <laughs> and you know the jujitsu have a system the color change the level change and you get stripe and you're supposed to be no better than people not have stripe but being a small woman and 37 year old <laughs> white belt is a different thing even though i have a more stripe than this young person they can kick my butt and that i'm thinking in my head like i'm supposed to be able to win but it doesn't work that way and that i have to that humbles me a lot so how does it not take you back into a depressed a depressive state? Because I'm I'm doing the sports that I I dream to do. I couldn't do it 20 years ago and now I think I, there's some something to do with I actually like myself and my body and there's nothing to hate about myself now. <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'm going back on the mat. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's an adrenaline rush to some extent. Yeah. So, sure. all right. Well, talk to me a little bit about being in a, a male world. Um, you know, it, is there, is that difficult? Um, maybe not to me so much because my husband is very supportive um a lot of times i've hear from the uh, women i can't be close to men like that my yada 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 and then i i do hear some husband is uncomfortable if their wife plays jujitsu with men um but my husband is it's a sports man you kick their butt, go ahead, you know? And he, he understands how much I wanted to um, do the martial art before. And that's actually from my country that developed from my country. And I think I'm finding some kind of comfort in that too, because um, living in this small 
middle Georgia. <laughs> it, it, it has been um, a challenge to us, interracial uh, family. So it was hard for us to kind of find um, where to belong sometimes. So I think I find it comfort playing a sport that developed for my own country and I understand the language and I understand the, the mindset and that's actually what's respected. I think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, that is interesting because that kind of blends the cultures and, um, and I imagine it is a little difficult to be in the middle of Georgia and, and kind of beat a different drum so to say yeah. but um but it, how how can people change that i mean i know that you being involved in your sport and you being out there uh, a part of the community and i imagine you're a part of the kids school communities and but but what do you expect from people to be able to make a change mm. <sighs> It's, it's, I know it's difficult because a lot of people never got out of, like, I, I know of people who even, farthest place they've been is Atlanta, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Atlanta is, they think what diversity is and stuff like that. I don't know. I just don't want people, people to be afraid to speak with me you know and some people think like oh do you speak english yes i do <laughs> you know <laughs> so i don't know it's a it's a big question but just personally i would i don't want people to scare to speak with me and if it's the genuine interest then I'm, I don't mind people being asking questions to me about my country, my language and things like that. Because I've, I've been through enough that I can tell if that person is asking me to in the wrong intention or right. just genuinely curious. So. Yeah. So when you um, jumped into this lifestyle and, and, um, exercise and and the different diet and that those kinds of things you made some radical changes and becca has told me that that one of the things that frustrated you was not seeing people that represented you um in that whole forum and so you've kind of had some business endeavors and some ideas that you've kind of put together to take that a little further so what about that can you tell me um i am trying to get the personal trainer certificate to start my business to help out um the other moms who struggle with their uh, body image or their weight you know things like that and i'm <laughs> this test is driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> I took test last December and then I failed by losing, not getting a six point. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to retest it. But anyways, so I, I do have a big heart for our mothers because I've been there and it's not easy 
to live kids around and social like society tells you and what you're supposed to be doing and what is the good mom and all that jumbling in their head and still have to put a smile on their face in front of kids and husband and you know so um because of the thing i've been through and yes i i do have a heart for mothers help them get their health back so that's i'm trying to get this test yes <laughs> so what's involved in the personal trainer development what what is it an online test is it a something i mean it does it involve it, nutrition it, and what what is it it's 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 not about nutrition and it is about online it's um everything about the um human anatomy and program design and all that all that thing so yeah oh, so that's pretty intense so <laughs> yeah just to learn the human anatomy in second language is not fun <laughs> oh wow it's not fun in first language um we used to joke i, mean, I guess all of mine have taken anatomy at one point or an, another and our frustration was if it's not really called an arm why do we teach arm why don't we teach the scientific names so that that's our second nature why do we have all yeah. these little shortcut words so we would get frustrated oh, yeah. with that well um well i mean having a heart for moms i mean that is that's where you've come from that's what you do what what is it the biggest um i guess heartbreak that you have for 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 moms can you think of an example I'm, I just want, I really want all the mom to, to know how beautiful they are, how sexy they are, how unique they are, even with the, um, you know, floppy stomach, because we get pregnant, blow up, shrink, blow up, shrink, you know, all that. And, um, I don't know. It's just the way I faced, um, what was difficult for me was that what society puts as a good mom, I couldn't keep up with that. <laughs> you it's know? changing and so fast. It is. And because of all the information that we receive through social media and internet, which is great, but that could be really um, harmful to the, a lot of people because it is, it is a fixed picture. It is a, you know, photoshopped pictures and corrected literally no, literature and grammar and all of that. And we receive that as I'm showing my real self. Not really, you know, Yeah. but that's how we receive through internet and social media and things like that. So the reason why I have a heart for my, uh, for mom is when I realized, when I thought about my mom, she, I thought she was like really happy person, yada, yada, yada. But I couldn't think of anything that like about her. Like I didn't really know anything about her other than she's my mom. And I don't know what she enjoyed doing. I don't know her passion. 
until I asked her when I was like 30 something and I finding out about her, I had no idea about. So I just simply wanted her to like enjoy her life. But her excuse is to, yeah, but my, you know, grandkids this and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, no, you need to have your life, enjoy your life. But her, in, in her head, there's so many things um, not allowing her doing it. And I felt, I felt very sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I'm a lot older than you. And, um, and I know some of my mom's passions and, and things that she's done, but I think it's because she's almost 96. And so now I'm seeing, I mean, she started painting when she was 80. And so she was just blessed with the fact that she had all of these years after. And so it's like, so I kind of see what you're saying. Cause in the, I think back to childhood and she was his mom. She just, you know, you ask her to do it and she did it. Um, there wasn't anything she couldn't do, but whether that was what she enjoyed, I don't know. It was what she did. So that's interesting that you say that. I bet we all could kind of take a little moment and think about our moms and, and not be able to come up with those answers either. When I asked my one of my friends um, that along with what you said, um, she was kind of talking down herself that she doesn't have any career, yada, yada, yada. And I asked her, so what, what do you like to do? And she said, I like decorating houses and yada, yada, yada. And then she said, that can't be a job. And I'm like, oh, yes, it can. It can be a job. And she's like, well, I have kids. Yeah, you have kids, but it can be a job. Have you thought of that? And she said, no. And I kind of talked to her through like, you know, there is a different kind of job you have, you know, you can do and use social media, yada, yada. And then now she's doing it. And I freaking yeah. love it. I, I'm so proud of her. And I, I love that. So until somebody kind of give you the idea, like from the side is like, hey, you can do this. And moms don't think it that way. You, you yeah. know what I mean? So I want to be that, that spark like for people. Well, that and that cheerleader and accountability partner, you know, you're kind of like, I can't. Yes, yeah. you can. Um, so it, mm -hmm. that's part of the gym, too, of I, I don't think I can. Yes, you can. And here's the steps to it. Mm -hmm. Now, no, you didn't do it right. But now try it that way. So do you find that parallel thought? with with the oh, yes. sports and and just life skill oh absolutely so, absolutely so, so what life skills do you think have come out of your um sports and your i mean your sports have come later in life so as a child what what do you what skills did you bring from childhood and then what skills do you take from the athletics hmm interesting I was a middle child. I had an older sister and I came along and then there is younger brother. And in my culture, boy is like the treasure. So they wanted a boy. But when I was born, they didn't have the gender revealing thing oh, yeah. back then. So when I was born, <laughs> right, um, 
they were actually really disappointed that I was a girl. And yeah, my dad um, said something and then nurse yelled at him and said, don't say that, 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 and so that whole thing. So I, I guess being the middle child and that have the younger brother who is really um, embraced, I developed tenacity. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I really developed that, that I'm, I'm just going to do what I like and I'm just going to do it. And I think it, it's really um, working well in, in the sports now. Yeah. So you brought tenacity from childhood. And then what was the skill set that comes out of the sports today? It's kind of the same thing, but keep, keep going. Because the moment you stop and then you're done, you know? So I'm, it's, it's something, it's the same as a tenacity, I guess. But um, yeah, just keep, keep going. Even it's a little, little thing, but little thing comes to the big result and, you know, consistency and yeah, just don't, don't give up and don't stop. So how do you instill that into your kids? With kids, interesting is that as soon as I started working on myself, that kids see that and they see mom not giving up and mom putting her work in, in, um, what's the word, in, intentionally and refuse to eat the food that's not good and that actual work that she is putting to, I see they started doing that without me saying anything. Oh, wow. That was very interesting to me. Yes, they wanted to try something. So I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> so that was very interesting to me that um, my oldest started interested in, in sports and of course the middle one was keep going with jujitsu and the youngest one is now in, in the gymnastics. And even with eating, it's a struggle to let kids eat vegetables and what's healthy and things like that. But my kids eat anything. So that like they try everything and they eat anything. So that really, I didn't have to say anything. I, but they were, they were watching. <laughs> they were watching. Well, that's really a good takeaway for us all because they're watching whether they are good habits, bad habits. And then what's really kind of striking me here is that they saw that individuality was okay. So it didn't. I mean, oh, you've got absolutely. one in the same sport, but yet it's different. But then, you know, you go into to different directions. So, so where you started out earlier in the conversation of being different is okay. You've kind of underscored that um, again through example. So that's pretty fascinating. Absolutely. What about dinner? I mean, you're at the gym kind of late some nights. And you talked about planning your schedule by hour. So 
one, do you have like a secret planner that um, that is one that you like and a skill set that you can kind of pass on? Because hourly planning is pretty actually, interesting. And then how do you do dinner? Actually, I do. When I um, started the the journey in my my mind health, the health, health, mind health, yeah, journey, um, I bought this journal called Five Second Journal. I know only Amy can see what exactly it's like, but this is the, Amy, you can see it? Oh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, what, are you, what, are you, what is your um, one thing you wanna do? Today, my top project is, and I write down, and then why is this important to me? And one small action I can take to move forward and like the um, separate in section, and then other side is, separate it in hours. It is by hour. So, so you, I write, you literally yeah. go hour by hour. Literally by hour. Yeah, that could frustrate the So one, one day, why, so this is my example by hour. Okay. Waking up, kids, yeah, workout, yada, yada, yada. Work. And I'm blessed to work from home. I think that has yeah. a lot to do yeah. too. So what do you do in your work world? I, I do translation, okay, Japanese to English. Now, how did you get into that? Yeah. I mean, is that just something that you look in the ads and go, oh, somebody needs a Japanese in middle Georgia? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I found it on the, in the Facebook, actually. Wow. <laughs> that is. Crazy, right? That is. So it's taking yeah. what you have and what you know and, and really applying it. Yes. Love it. I enjoy it. A That's lot. good. So, have you made your home bilingual, or do your kids solely English, or what? Um, I only my oldest can understand a good amount of Japanese. I because it, it was my fault. <laughs> Back in England, I used to run a home daycare. So as soon as I started that business. I stopped using Japanese at home because I have so many other children, yeah. you know, only speak English. So then my second was born and my third was born in that environment. So yeah, my own, only my oldest understands good enough. And, but second one is um, trying to catching up cause he likes anime. <laughs> so he, he under, he wants to understand what they're saying. So. They're yeah, so there becomes a purpose. Um, well, you've had a couple of careers, it sounds like. So you see something that is around you and, and a need and go for it. Is that just kind of how you were raised to, to take stock of your surroundings and figure out what you can do? With the daycare, I, I always wanted to be like a kindergarten teacher or something to do with the kids. So that's how I um, took the course, young um, early childhood development. And in, in England, being an American military, there was not many jobs that I could do. So that was the 
um, best option that I had that I can do something while I'm watching my own kids and then able to um, kind of, you know, extra income and do what I actually like. So, yeah. Well, that sounds kind of resourceful to me, um, which seems to be a thread <laughs> that is coming through through your life. Um, if somebody wanted to go off into jujitsu and they they weren't in shape, I mean, you were kind of ready not to be embarrassed in a leotard, or it's not called a leotard. It's <laughs> rush, yep. rash guard. So in in the rash guard. So. It, what would you tell that person? Would you say, okay, get yourself in shape and then come on? Or would you say, come on? Just come on, come on. Because there are, I, well, I didn't know that because, you know, I'm, I'm new to these sports as well. But I found this um, Facebook group for a jujitsu women, strictly for women. And they have been through you probably like literally you can think of as a woman um, rolling when you're when you have period um, leak some some women have a leakage issue but they have so much knowledge to cover that and there there are people who's overweight or thyroid issue or acne issue or anything there are so many supportive um, community. It is online, especially in um, if you're not in a big city, but there are so many supportive women in jiu-jitsu community. And I was really overwhelmed by that. And it doesn't matter the age, race, language you speak, it really doesn't matter. So any issue that you can think of that could affect doing jiu-jitsu, girl, you're not the first person to think of. Seriously, so I really um, look for the community in the Facebook group. There is a lot of the Facebook group for the jujitsu uh, women. So maybe join that group and then listen to them. And they're very supportive. A lot of women are very supportive. Well, that's a good resource. So just that's, come on. You know, we, we talked earlier about internet being something that's kind of difficult and can put pressure on but it also can can offer some relief and some outlets and especially you know you talk about big city versus small community to be able to kind of step outside that thought process so absolutely um, well that's encouraging all right now go back to you're scheduling your hours you're scheduling your meals how do you do that how's your meal plan plan prep time and you're not home for dinner a lot of times unless you eat dinner at a really strange time so or not strange just not it's atypical <laughs> so how do you handle meals yeah instant pot, instant pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we still have to get it started well on top, on top of that though uh, my household is a little bit um different and unique because we made a big shift in our household that um, my husband is not the main income source. I am. So he does um, part-time work and a part-time military job. So I am training him. He's under training 
to become a house uh, husband right now. There you go. <laughs> so I'm teaching him how to cook and then he is learning how to cook and things like that. So that's how our, um, what do you call it? Duty is split at this moment. So that, I, that helps a lot for me. Well, that's really interesting because um, that takes a lot of um, commitment and, and guts to be able to step into that role and, and you know, not um, kind of for him to feel a, a demeaning role or, I mean, it's because for being in military for years, it was him you know, having the, the mm -hmm. first spot and now you. So is that tough in the relationship? Oh, it was, it was very, it was very tough. Um, the reason why we became in like lifestyle became like this was, um, so after he separated from the military, he joined the reserve and he started on the civil work, uh, working on base as a civil worker and yes we were doing it as a um you know monetary thing was biggest thing and i was i didn't have a job at the time and he had to work and it's like the natural things to do and after i started working and i i started to notice that he wasn't really happy working and he had a other, other passion that he didn't wanted to pursue so i so we we came to the this um agreement that okay let's try that like let's try you go to the school and pursue that passion and i'm gonna be the main main income source so after that <laughs> um it was a very very interesting journey for all, both of us and it wasn't always happy because i'm working from home i'm home all day and I have a 15 years of career as a mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody calls it, it a is. career, but it yeah. is a career. Right. So now he, all of a sudden he comes in and doing the way he think it works. It pissed the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can feel that. I can and, understand that. Oh yes. It was very difficult, but then we um, came to a realization. This is how we would like when um, when it becomes empty nest, right? Like you have to be with be with each other twenty four seven, and not you know, not normal husband and wife um, environment. So we kind of decided to like face each other because we both thought it's better that happened in the mid 30 than when we were 60 and not having kids around. I think if that happens, I'm out. <laughs> I'm really out. Right? That's what happens to it a lot is. of people. It is. Oh, pandemic so, has done it to a lot of people because all of a sudden right, too. you've got somebody at home and it's like, excuse me, this, I mean, I've worked home forever. And all of a sudden, everybody's coming to my office to do their jobs. And it's like, yeah. no, no. So I can imagine the conversations and the, the different 
shifting of blocks of responsibility that have to go into and, and it has to be a conscious effort so you've definitely been conscious about it uh, absolutely and flip side is me becoming the main source of income and then pandemic happened i didn't know such a pressure to have to provide i never experienced that and because of the pandemic it, i wasn't um affected in the first couple of months but it gradually started to affect my income so i really felt pressure like i have to provide i have to make money but that's how he has been doing for 10 plus years even though he was in the military and it was set income that we are receiving still the pressure the man go through to provide to family and not bring those work issue to you know to family and things like that i never experienced that so i guess it was a good um good what's the occasion for us to like share like i told him i give him so much respect to be under pressure this long and able to provide and stuff like that and then he shared his heart that he did not know being a housewife is this hard <laughs> and and on top of the kids and all of that the mental game so we both kind of in right now we are in the place that we appreciate each other a lot and then we have so much to learn from each other that's where we what are. a special place to be and that absolutely goes into your next career of the personal trainer development and the heart for moms because you've seen both sides of that coin of you know being at home and being the mom and then being the provider and seeing the pressures and and that's not something that a lot of people um, see so to be able to kind of interpret right. that and and kind of hear through those years i imagine it's going to be quite an asset for you so well yes. where do you see k going <laughs> um i don't know i don't know where i'm going honestly because um i am eager to do new things daily like I would, I would love to be somewhere that I never imagined. So I don't know where I'm going. Where are you going in the <laughs> jujitsu world? Hmm. I, well, I, I want to do, I want, I want, I do want to get to the blue belt <laughs> at least, <laughs> but I would, I would love to see uh, other women. That's, um, I would love to meet a woman. Who practice jujitsu through com competing and practicing and things like that so do you find that women are a different kind of competitor yes, yes. and how would you see I that think so because um it's so interesting in the match we are ready to kill each other choke them out break their um you know what do you call it the joint whatever attack their joint all of that but as soon as match ends we hug each other we encourage each other we're like so sweet to each other so that's 
that's different. And I, I, I love that genuine feeling. Yeah. Well, I saw that, um, uh, in watching the MMA, the cage fighting, and it was the only sport that I had attended to where you were literally hurting each other intentionally. <laughs> and then you hugged and the anger and the frustration and everything mm -hmm. that you had built up just vanished. And I mean, we came through football and, right. and we were in those last years of saying, hit them with your helmet, you know, that kind of thing. And, and we left football fields angry and we came angry. I mean, we had these adversaries and it's just not that kind of environment, which was shocking to me. So it, um, yeah. well, uh, you know, I, we've kind of been all, uh, oh, let me go back to what do you have in that Instapot? How do you eat? You changed your, <laughs> your way of eating. So I'm assuming that you don't run by fast food and grab that, you know? And oh, so, no. so what does we your don't. family eat? What, what's your, what's your best meal? Well, our rule is when we eat something like mac and cheese or the ramen noodle and things like that, you have to have salad. That's the rule. So we have always have a bag of salad from Publix. So that's that's the rule that they know. So I guess yeah. that's kind of so they don't get just a bowl of <laughs> yeah. big bowl of mac and cheese. They have to counter it with a salad. No. Uh oh. Yes. All right. Works for me. <laughs> when we go to uh, competition, I always make the rice bowl because I don't. I we really could can't do. We try to grab something on the on the go or you know try to get Chick Fil A or anything, but it it, it didn't go settle yeah. well. So I always make the small rice bowl. Yeah, you have to figure out what makes you settle and and uh, able to compete. So yeah. so that's a good idea. If you could be a super, have a superpower for 24 hours, and this could be any superpower, but you only have it for 24 hours and you can use it professionally, personally, what would it be and, and why? If I have a, I don't know if, if I have a superpower, that would be to give everybody in the world self-worth. That I want to do that. I want everybody to know their worth, because that I'm I'm pretty sure that will ultimately solve every problem in this world. I think you're probably spot on on that, and um and that goes right back <laughs> into everything that you have talked about, of being different is okay, of yes. you know fixing your head first, and um, the personal training development and big heart and all of that that does just tie right back to self-worth absolutely so, very good um Kay, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you how would they go about that um i have a instagram account i don't use facebook much but i am on instagram a lot so yeah that would be the best way to contact me uh, mine is Kaori K09, K-A-O-R-I-K-Y-09. I thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, and I just thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was much. fun.
stomp to the beat of my own drum. I got my pockets full of dreams and they're busting at the seams going boom, boom, boom. Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, you'll cry a little, you'll find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it from family to philosophy to work to meal prep to beautifully surviving life. And hey, if I could ask a big favor of you, go to iTunes and give us a five rating. The more people who rate us, the more we get this podcast out there. Thanks. I appreciate it. All I gotta do is count one, two, 